All right, so welcome to a new episode of Little Geek Lost. It is my 90s music series with Fearcast J from FYFC back again. Hi, Hi everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and we're doing a fun little mind- 90s, wow, words. Wow. A 90s mixtape. <laughs> we'll make you with Mandy's. Mandy's 90s mixtapes, the 90s mixtape. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I got thinking, like, I love 90s music. I wanted to do a bunch of episodes on 90s music, and I thought it'd be fun to do, like, mixtape style format or mix CD because you don't really have that anymore. Kids today are, are missing out on that. You can make playlists, but... You know, you're not sitting there in your room going through a bunch of CDs or cassette tapes to, like, find the perfect song to put on a perfect mixtape or CD anymore. It's all just streaming right at your fingertips on a playlist. Well, I think in the 90s, unless your parents had money, uh, most there weren't a lot of mixed CDs floating around, at least my my. Uh, you know, group of friends there until we got into high school into the early 2000s. Uh, in the 90s, what I remember is if you had a CD player, um, the best thing you could do to make a mixtape is, you know, put the blank cassette in there yeah. and then press like play and record at the same time when a track came on and it yeah. would record whatever was being played. Yeah. Well, I used to do is I'd go to the library and take out CDs <laughs> and then like bring them home and like copy them onto cassette tapes. They have, oh, like, our... regular like rock CDs and everything there, and I just go there and like take out a whole bunch of them, bring them home. No, our library didn't have anything like that. All and if you were getting a CD from our library, it was like um, Catholic, like or <laughs> just CDs, or uh, you know, like David Suzuki, The Nature of Things, <laughs> yeah, on classical, on, right? And yeah, so no, nothing good. You weren't couldn't go to our library and get any fucking Nirvana. <laughs> so we each made a list and i guess we'll just go back and forth maybe we did see now the problem is all the notes that i have are on the phone here and i'm kind of nervous this is the first time i'm skyping with my phone <laughs> and so i'm nervous that if i fucks with my phone too much that something stupid is going to happen so i'm just going to let you like go over the list and jog sure. my memory as we go sure so we'll start with your first pick Ice Ice Baby by Vanilla Ice. Right? A classic. <laughs> who doesn't? Uh, I'm not going to say who doesn't love Ice Ice Baby, but everyone knows it. Whether yes. you like them or hate them or you don't care either way, you fucking know who Vanilla Ice is. Exactly. You know who Vanilla Ice is, you know Ice Ice Baby. <laughs> yeah, he deserved to be on this list. And I'm a big fan. I met the guy. Oh, yeah? I've I actually- he's a giant douchebag. No, he was actually super, super cool. I've met him on more than one occasion. So the first time that I met him, he was in Penticton, and he was awesome. He came and he did a show, and we all hung out with him because we were juggalos. We were all painted up like ICP and stuff. So <laughs> after the show, we all hung out with him and drank Jager bombs with him and listened to a couple new tracks, one he recorded with ICP. So it was cool. He was actually a really, really humble, really down-to-earth guy. He was awesome. That's weird. <laughs> and now he's like a big uh, like home improvement contractor guy. But, I mean, he's got to do something, you know. He he didn't make jack shit off, like, the Ice Ice Baby era. Yeah. He didn't make nothing. All, all that went to Shug Knight, so. <laughs> and he only really had, like, that and the the ninja rap. Right. Yeah, the ninja rap. And the Ninja Turtles movie. Well, I mean, if you actually, like, followed his career, he's got, like, after his, like, big fallout from... Uh, what was it, Death Row or whatever it yeah. was. Um, he put out like four more albums. I have them all. I love them. One was a rock, like a metal <laughs> album. 
And then he did another one, a rap album called Platinum Underground. It was really good. I, I really liked them. I've got all his albums. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> this giant, like, Vanilla Ice fan. <laughs> Friends are. Like, everyone out here, we fucking love Vanilla Ice. And Ninja Turtles. It all goes hand in hand. <laughs> Weird. Yeah, I was a big fan of it. I remember when it came out, probably having the cassette tape for it. Good old cassette tapes. <laughs> Yeah, kids today will never know the link between the cassette tape and the pencil. Yep, exactly. It took a lot of work to wind those back in. Especially if like it all came out or something, or you didn't want to sit there and rewind all the way. I blew someone's mind yesterday because I told them, I'm like, kids today will never understand that we never had to ask people where they were on the phone. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, what do you mean? And I'm like, well, we before cell phones, you called them at a specific location. You knew where they were. <laughs> yeah, you called them at their house. <laughs> where are you is not a thing you ask people on the cell phone anymore like, yeah. or it's not it's not it, that, that's a new thing sorry it's a new thing that you have to ask yeah exactly well it's like the whole uh like the internet culture and the whole be right back there's no more brb because you're never away from your device right it's not like stepping away from the keyboard like you always have your phone in your hand so. if someone puts brb it's like lol it's a lie it's yeah, like exactly it's like where are you going? Poop? You you don't take your bathroom? You don't take your phone to the bathroom with you like yeah. everybody else? <laughs> I think the only time I leave my phone somewhere is when I have meetings at work. I just leave it at my desk. Yeah, and you're seething the whole time that you can't text. <laughs> no, because I pay attention in the meetings. <laughs> oh, you're like a good employee. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's probably why you're more successful than I. <laughs> <laughs> So the first one that I picked, I had to go with The Freshman by The Verve Pipe. Um, it's probably one of like my top fave 90s songs. And it's one of those weird ones where like it doesn't really make a whole sense <laughs> in terms of like the listening to the lyrics and everything for it. But I love that song. Uh, the only one, I think the only song I actually really recall by The Verve Pipe is Colorful. And I think they wrote that one for the movie Rockstar. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Seems like it would be. I know that Freshman is probably, I think, their, their big hit. And it came out the same time as the Bittersweet Symphony by The Verve. So people are like, right. is it The Verve or is it The Verve Pipe? And it's like, what the fuck's The Verve Pipe? <laughs> Bad names they are should, weird. <laughs> yeah, they probably, well, you know, the internet wasn't as strong back then. There'd be no way of knowing. Exactly. <laughs> so that's the one that I picked for... I know it's not really like necessarily top seven or anything. It's just the first seven ones that I could kind of think of. <laughs> no, like I went through, you know, the like the um, top ten charts and all that for what people put like top hundred ninety songs mm-hmm. and all that. Um, a few of them that I didn't even take off that list because they're just my personal favorites. Yeah. So like, Bev Naked wasn't even on that list. Well, that's the thing, like, I, and I could go through some of those lists and, like, literally pick, like, every song that's on there, too. Like, I could pick about 790 songs, so... <laughs> that's yeah, my they, plan. Could put, like, a, they could put a top, like, 10,000 songs. I could have gone through and picked probably 2,000 of them. Yeah, exactly. So, so, yeah, so Biff Naked, Moment of Weakness, was your second pick? I didn't even realize that was my second pick. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so that worked out. <laughs> I like Biff, uh, I like Biff, uh, Biff Naked. That oh, album Canadian was not too. as good as... 
yeah, it was not as good as the the, ne- the next one after that, in the early 2000s. I can't yeah. remember which one that was, but that one had uh, Spaceman on it. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, it had a couple of her bigger hits on it. I like that one more. But Moment of Weakness was good. Really good 90s album. Yeah, very, very 90s feel to it. For sure. <laughs> yeah, I was a big Biff Naked <laughs> fan. We, uh, we used to manage a motel in the town I live in before they tore it down. And Biff Naked actually came and stayed there for a long weekend because she was uh, doing performances in Penticton, oh, nice. Kelowna, and Glennon. So they just stayed at our motel there. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. They weren't uh, they weren't loud, you know. They kept pretty quiet. They went, they did their shows. They came back early. Everyone's quiet. It was really not what we expected. We all planned for like the worst, like rock stars. <laughs> See, like, no one ever came through Thunder Bay very much. I think, like, even especially in the 90s, which is funny, because where Thunder Bay is, I mean, it's between, you know, Winnipeg and probably, I guess you'd have to go all the way down to, like, Toronto or something, Sault Ste. Marie. It's a bit smaller than the Thunder Bay. But if you're driving down the Trans-Canada, like, before or around Winnipeg, there's Thunder Bay. It's a good stop. Most of them come through here, but not many would actually, like, play here. I find that really surprising, actually, because like I've always, in, you know, interpreted Thunder Bay as being a fairly large place. And so it's really surprising to hear that more yes. more people don't stop there and perform. No, they just like bypass. They go like Toronto, Winnipeg, and then out west, just skip right yeah, over. That happens a lot with us too, and like Kelowna and Penticton, we get skipped over. They'll go like Edmonton, Calgary, then they'll jump over to Vancouver, and then back yeah. to the state. Yeah. They just pick, like, you know, the major, major ones. <laughs> so. My second pick is Lithium by Nirvana. And That's true. huge Nirvana fan, so it was really hard to pick, like, one song. <laughs> You're not a fan. You're a Nirvana nerd. I'm a big Nirvana nerd. But I probably, like, my favorite song by Nirvana is Something in the Way, but I didn't want to... I didn't feel that would fit with a mixtape because it's, like, the most depressing song ever. <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to be the mixtape is all about the feels man. exactly right so but that's probably my favorite song by nirvana something in the way but had to go with good old lithium i was a yeah. huge nirvana fan and i think that like the sad part is i was like just starting to get into them around the time that he died so it was like more probably after that especially the uh the mtv unplugged album it was like a big part of my high school years I think it was for a lot of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, that happened to me with Sublime. I just started. Mm-hmm. I, I really started getting into them right after Bradley died, yeah. and I didn't know that he died. Like, because I, I didn't watch much music. I was super against like much music. Like <laughs> them telling me what I was supposed to like. I wanted to find music organically. Yeah. So, which, uh, you know, it's worked out really well for me my whole life, and I, I continue to do it that way. But I didn't realize the lead singer had died, so I got really into Nirvana, or not Nirvana, Sublime, and then found out Bradley had died. And that sucked, because that put a grinding halt. But then Sublime with Rome came out years later. Yeah. They emerged later, and I love them. I think they're equally as good, and in their own right, I think they're better. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. But I was glad you put Nirvana on there because I didn't. I didn't put any Nirvana on my list. <laughs> well, I can't have a 90s list without Nirvana. I know. So that's why I'm glad because had you not, there wouldn't have been. <laughs> well, the thing is, too, like I'm going to be doing more of these mixtape ones. So I only wanted to pick like a handful of songs. So I got to make sure I have songs for other episodes, too, which I'm... I know. I've 
I have no doubt I will be able to fill them up. Oh, I was like, you were like, okay, pick five songs. And I'm like, <laughs> excuse me? Are you fucking killing me? Yeah. So how do I pick five songs? I'm like, I'm, I can't believe I even narrowed it down to seven. And I could rework that list right now. Oh, I know. Me too. I'm like, I could pick 500 songs. <laughs> I just kind of had to pick the first seven great songs that I love to death and jot them down. So that's what I did. Yeah. So your third one is Don't Speak by No Doubt. Yeah. 90s, no doubt. Before Gwen Stefani became a 48-year-old fish dog. Yeah, with her weird, crazy pop, and then like almost country now or something. I don't even know. I don't even know. I, I can't recall the last thing I heard her sing. That was probably <laughs> that like, banana song. Yeah, probably. I wasn't too like I didn't mind her some of her solo stuff. So like for the Sweet Escape one, I actually saw her play in Winnipeg, and she was really good in concert for that. That concert was actually really good because. Econ opened up for her, and then um, oh, freaking rapper chick opened up for him. The frick was her name? It's gonna kill me now. But it was a really good show. Um, let's see. She sings that "Love Me or Hate Me" song. If I can find it on Google Fast. But yeah, so we saw that in in Winnipeg because nobody ever plays here, and I actually won tickets for Much Music. Nice, <laughs> Lady Sovereign. She opened up for Akon. Yeah, I have no idea what that is. She only had like two songs, I think. She had Love Me or Hate Me and a different one. I can't remember the name of it. But yeah, it was actually a really good show. But that was like before she got too into weird poppy music. Gwen Gwen Stefani. I heard a rumor. I'm not sure if it's 100% true, but I heard that her brother was the original lead singer too, no doubt. And then he passed away. And so she stepped in and took the place. I think so. And they were, like, out for, like, a really long time, too. Like, they were together since the 80s. Right. Because, like, they all grew up together and went to high school together. Yeah. And they didn't really, like, hit it big till the 90s. And she bailed first chance she got. Yeah. For, like, weird Jamaican (laughs) music. You can't really blame her, though. Like, I mean, really. If somebody said, I need you to leave your band behind and we're going to give you $100 million, I'd be like, it's been a good ride, fellas. Yeah. See ya. Sorry, like you, you gotta look out for your star player because ain't no one else gonna. Yep, oh, yeah, so Beyonce did. <laughs> right? And look at her; she's the queen. Exactly, Queen B. <laughs> so from there, my third pick was "Womp There It Is" by Tag Team. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Which is probably like still one of the ones I can like know all the words to right off the bat, just randomly singing it. So. It was a big deal to me and my friend when we were growing up, too. We were, like, obsessed with that song. You know what's funny is if you play it next to Who Let the Dogs Out, you play those songs next to each other. Just do that. <laughs> on your, do that, and then we'll talk about it next time. Because it's so funny. Because they're the same fucking song. Oh, I imagine so. <laughs> I think that was probably, like, two on one of, like, the dance mix, like, 93 or something that came out. When, like, Much used to have those. I'd buy those. You, they play it. Any like dance party or anything mm-hmm. you ever go to now, I bet I bet you if you go to a school dance somewhere, anywhere, they're gonna play that song. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not to mention like it was the the pinnacle song they used in Space Jam. Yep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Good old nineties hip hop. Hip hop right? dance crossover. <laughs> Speaking of hip hop, see a good segue. 
Your fourth pick is Gangsta's Paradise by Coolio. Yeah, how could it not be? <laughs> how could it not be? Good old Dangerous old, Minds. Right, the only good thing by Coolio. Mm-hmm. But it was enough. Everybody to this day still knows who the hell Coolio is from that song. Yeah, exactly. No one remembers any other songs by Coolio. And he wasn't in, like he wasn't even in the movie. No, it was just for the soundtrack. You remember you remember the song and his hair, and that's how you remember Coolio. Yep. <laughs> Ian, where he says, uh, "On my knees in the night, saying prayers in the street light," <laughs> yep. and then that scene where he's like in in the street light and it's raining on him. Yep. And then Rudell did Amish Paradise. <laughs> yeah, and it's better. It's a, a better song. <laughs> It was pretty great. I saw Weird Al live. It was phenomenal. I saw him for the Gangster's Paradise tour when I was like a kid in the 90s with my parents. And then we saw him like two years ago. I think he actually came through Thunder Bay. So we saw him then too. He's good for hitting the smaller venues. Yeah. Yeah, he is. And he puts on a really good show. Yeah, he does. He puts a lot of work in. His band's great. All the costumes and everything. It's awesome. What's number... What was number five? Well, my number four... Oh, right. Your number four. Is Say It Ain't So by Weezer. Which, again, right. was really hard to pick just one Weezer song. <laughs> was that the that same I, album? Sorry? Sorry, was that the same album as Buddy Holly? Um, No, maybe. Say It Ain't So was the Blue Album. Yeah. Yeah, so Somebody. that was on there. So Pinkerton, the next album, was like probably the main album that I listened to for like most of my high school walking to and from school because I lived like a 10 minute walk away so listening to Pinkerton on the way to school on the way back every single day whole album all the way through and I'm probably actually going to do like a whole episode (laughs) just on that (laughs) because if I had to pick like one whole album that I listened to all the time and like sort of was like my defining high school album it would be (laughs) Pinkerton by Weezer mine would probably be uh, Chocolate Starfish by Limp Bizkit. Nice. <laughs> that was my defining high school album. <laughs> I was so angry. <laughs> I was more of like half geek, half sad goth emo girl. <laughs> that. <laughs> Which is essentially what yeah. I am now. <laughs> yeah. That's why I can see that. <laughs> so you're number five. Like you- was the offspring the kids aren't all right which is actually from right. the faculty or disturbing behavior one of them uh both of them maybe both i don't know definitely one of them i can't remember i could talk that whole album as well between that and biscuit that was my that was my high school americana always be one of my favorite albums i own it on a cassette i own it on a cd I um, own it on an audio enhanced CD. I own it on uh, a digital download. I own it on Spotify. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I think that for me, Offspring is more like before that. So it was with Come Out and Play and Self Esteem and everything. And that was actually. Is that my next pick on there? I was further down, but we'll say that's my fifth pick. <laughs> it was come out and play by Offspring, which is basically just, like I remember in 
grade eight, I think it was, and we were doing like the grade eight yearbooks or whatever. And I remember putting that down as like three favorite bands was Green Day, Offspring, and Nirvana. <laughs> when they were they were really really good, and then they came out with Americana, and Americana that was what actually killed them, it because it was so good start to finish, and everyone loved it start to finish that there was no way their next album was going to be that good. Yeah, exactly. They should have held back on it a little bit because the whole album was just top shelf. And then the next album was not. The next album, I can't remember what which one it was. I remember it came out. I was super excited. It only had like two or three good songs on it. I was super disappointed. Yeah, it seems like they definitely fell a lot after that one. You can track it right to that album. I can't, why for the life of me can I not find what movie it was? Now it's really driving me nuts. It's one of them. It's opening for one of them. Because when I did my horror movie, like my 90s horror movies last summer, I made a note of that. Yeah, I remember listening to that show. But I, it's like driving me nuts right now. Hey, did you see my, my first YouTube video is up? Yeah, I saw that. The unboxing. That's awesome. <laughs> it was the Shame faculty. I knew yeah, it was, it was definitely. I knew it was either faculty or disturbing behavior. It was one of them, so it was the faculty. I'm glad because I like the faculty more than disturbing behavior. Yeah, but the faculty was better, but disturbing behavior had the better soundtrack. That's true. <laughs> it's weird that way. Um, they, need, they needed something. Yeah, exactly. So your sixth pick is kind of going down a different path. You picked 3 a.m. by Matchbox 20. Right? Yeah. I'm surprised if I was like, Matchbox 20? Doesn't seem like something you listen to. <laughs> Rob Thomas is a god. <laughs> it's like, I put him up there with like Dave Grohl. That's saying something. Right? That's where I put Rob Thomas. I'm that big. <laughs> no, that's a good song. I like I liked Matchbox 20 in the 90s. You had 3AM, you had Push. Push is a good one. Yeah. With a uh, song two by Blur. Yeah. <laughs> See, I was, was more of a big fan of Blur before song two came out. And for me, that was like their downhill. <laughs> it was like that album. But then the lead singer bailed and went to the Gorillas, and that was like the best choice he ever did. Yeah. The Gorillas are pretty great. They're pretty great. So my Everything they do. Sixth song is going back to my emo goth girl roots is only happy when it rains by garbage (laughs) (laughs) i was a big garbage fan in the 90s so you don't stay (laughs) shirley manson was the reason i dyed my hair red for the first time yeah you and a few others i'm sure (laughs) (laughs) yep i'm sure (laughs) big fan of garbage uh, we all think we're such individuals. <laughs> None of us are. <laughs> we're all just clones of the same people. Exactly. So then your last pick was Anthem for the Year 2000 by Silverchair. And I specifically left that for my last pick. <laughs> I wasn't like that big of a fan of Silverchair. I know my friend Kat was like a huge fan of them, so I sort of just listened to them via her. More so than on my own, though. I remember that. And I remember actually, Tomorrow is their other song. I'm actually not a fan of Silverchair. Just that song. <laughs> just that song I just really. It would have been on all my mixtapes somewhere down there. Yeah. 
<laughs> My Good last old days. one is Bullet with Butterfly Wings by Smashing Pumpkins. Of course it was. And I, oh, I hate Smashing Pumpkins. <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of Smashing Pumpkins, but just like a handful of songs. So that one. And then really not so much like 1979 or today, but they had uh, Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness was like a double cassette tape. <laughs> so I remember having that and there was like a lot of weird instrumental stuff on there. But I think that was like the only Smashing Pumpkins thing I ever had was that tape. And I don't think, I can't remember what song was even on there. It was like other weird songs. I don't think Bolt with Butterfly Wings. Oh, well, it may have been. Did you see all this drama they have right now with their reunion tour? Yeah. Billy Corgan's weird, though. Like, I'm really surprised yeah. they're having another tour. Yeah. It, it's kind of, because, like, the article that I read, like, the girl's not coming back because Billy Corgan doesn't think she can do it. <laughs> That's kind of dumb. Right. He doesn't think that she can, like, because they they're planning to do a new album with the reunion tour and he doesn't think she's got it. He's like, well, why would you do that when I can just go into the, the booth and I can do your parts in a fraction of the time? <laughs> wow. That's pretty arrogant. Right. And that's, that's what I thought. So I need to do some fact checking. That's like the Fox news version. <laughs> he's yeah. just going to do it all. Uh, well, her part. Yeah. Dave Grohl like did that. that with his, with the first album of the Foo Fighters. He did all the instruments. I'm not surprised. Because he did it before they actually had like a full real band before the other guys joined. Well, Billy Corgan is no Dave Grohl. No, that's for sure. Billy Corgan's always been like a weirdo. <laughs> Billy Corgan, Smashing Pumpkins. Homer Simpson, smiling politely. Aw, <laughs> oh, Simpsons. That's what I think of every time I hear Billy Corgan. I'm just <laughs> I just taking right the- to that one. Man. <laughs> I think of the meme where it's like sad Billy Corgan on like some ride at Disneyland. <laughs> He's just like super <laughs> bummed out about it. Um, so and his good. silver pants. He had silver pants in the Bullet with Butterfly Wings video. And I made my parents buy me silver pants from Le Chateau. <laughs> nice. <laughs> like a good 90s have- girl. <laughs> Do you still have them buried in a box somewhere? No, I wish I did. But what I do still have is an original Much Music sweatshirt with the original, like, Big M logo on it. Nice. That's a good one. I still have that because I know my parents bought it for me and I was like, oh my God, something from Much Music because it was like a huge deal. My girlfriend works at A&W and you know the big pop machines that yep. they have? So, you know, when you look at the side of the pop machine, you may recall that they have like whatever their um, updated theme is at the store. They have like paneling pictures on the side of their pop machines. Yeah. So she was responsible for putting the new ones on. And what you're supposed to do is remove the old panel and then there's an adhesive strip and you put the strip on and put the new panel on. She noticed that the nobody's been taking the old ones off. They just putting the new ones on to so the pop <laughs> machine about seven inches wider on either side because this oh is from... God literally two decades of panels getting stacked on top of each other. <laughs> she started wow. removing panels and the adhesive tapes were coming off cleanly with every layer. So she went all the way down to the bottom, put the new ta- panels up. Now we're the pride owners of vintage side panels. We're talking like from the late 80s, early 90s. Oh, wow. And they're not color bleached or anything and they've got all the original logos on them. So we've been calling around and a few people are actually have gotten back to us because they want to see if they're original print, then they want them for collections. 
Oh, wow. That's crazy. Yeah, it's super cool because her boss is just like, well, no, take them. We don't want them for anything. We're like, yeah, score. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Yeah. It's amazing the things you just come across. Yeah, that's crazy. And you think like just, you know, just randomly because she had to change them. <laughs> yeah. Like I had to put the new ad advertising stuff on the side of the paw machine. We never would have came across this. Wow. And a few could be worth, you know, a few hundred dollars each. So Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, I know I was trying to go back and like I don't think I well, I think I actually still have my original like one of my original discmen. I remember finding it. Because I kept it over the years and like brought it from house to house, and it's one of the good old like Panasonic shockwave ones. <laughs> That's about all I still have from the nineties. I bet I still have my. Was it like the Panasonic shockwave? Were they like traditionally blue or green, and they had like the big orange clips, the three clips to kept? Yeah, that kept I think so. I think I had the exact same one. I think mine was blue, and it had like the, these orange clips that were supposed to keep it from skipping when it was in your pocket, and they never fucking worked. Yeah, they never did. It always skipped. <laughs> and now we take our music everywhere we go. Yeah, well, that's just it. Like, it's right there at your fingertips now, and it's, you know, it's kind of, it's like the best of both worlds, right? Like, it's nice to be able to have that, but then it's also like you kind of miss out on, you know, having the mixtapes and the mix CDs. And I know, like, my car now doesn't play CDs anymore. It just plays, like... SD card or has like USB slot so I have a little SD card that I end up just taking out and like copying music onto or streaming Bluetooth from my phone but I remember like my friend like she just bought a new car and she had an older one for years and she's like what am I going to do with all my CDs now because her car doesn't play CDs anymore (laughs) it's like uh, sell them for 50 cents each then go buy McDonald's for dinner (laughs) yeah exactly well HMV closed but there's like Sun something Sun. records or whatever, yeah. So like they have a bunch of CDs in there, and it's just weird, like going through. I'm like, who even buy CDs anymore? Right, and they want like fifteen dollars. Yeah, exactly. You go to the front where they have their nine ninety nine bin, and it's like three tenors and shit like that. No one's buying that. There's a reason it's there. Yeah, exactly. Nobody wants to buy like actual CDs anymore I was trying to find mine I don't I know like I'd saved a bunch but I don't even know what happened to them anymore and I'm like I don't even know what I'd play them on anymore my computer I guess <laughs> yeah I, we just bought a car yesterday actually and we we're going through and you know it's got a CD player but it's also got the SD card and all that jazz so I'm like now she my, my girlfriend's like oh we can finally use all the CDs and I'm like I'm probably just gonna link it to my phone and use Spotify yeah kind of my go-to the guys that i work with they still use ipod nanos when they use the the, the stereo because everyone gets a pick in the music so they all bring their ipod nanos then when they're playing something they're like oh i wish we could listen to this i'm like well we could i have it and they're like right i'm like yeah because i fucked spotify because it's 2018 yeah ipod nanos and i'm like every time you got to go home and scratch your head and try and remember what you wanted to put on then you got to download it or buy it from itunes and copy it over it's like fuck yeah, exactly. I just got finally caved and got Spotify set up, and all I've been doing is just making like a bunch of playlists on there. But it's one of those things again where I'm like, great, and I got to make new playlists and like try and remember yeah, what I want to put on them. Did you get premium? Yeah, yeah, I got the yeah. premium one. Finally That's the way to go. Caved in. Well, I had the free one for a while, but it's annoying because you only have like so many skips, and sometimes I skip a lot. Yeah, me too. So. 
Uh, I love 90s music. That's the best part about Spotify, though, is, you know, anything you want to listen to, I just look up a 90s album and look, just put in 90s, and it gives you a million different playlists from a million people, and a lot of them are so different. It's awesome. Yeah, that's what I did, and I find, like, a, a rock one, and then there's, like, a 90s one-hit wonders one, and there's, like, rock renaissance from the 90s, and just going through and listening to the, all those, and then I actually find the ones that I like and stick out, adding them to my own playlist. It's just, it's really eye-opening because you go back and talking to people about the 90s, you know, kid, people from our generation, and then you talk to younger people now who are in their early 20s, and you try to talk about stuff from the 90s, and they don't get it, and they look at you like you're old, yeah. and I'm just like, oh, I'm getting that look now. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm not that old yet. I'm not supposed to be getting that look yet, but they do. They look at us like we're old. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I think... I have a it's one of those things too that I read where I think someone actually shared the article where it's how like the music that you listen to as a teenager or like in your high school years is sort of like what you always end up going back to. Yeah. Cause that's like, you know, when puberty and all your thoughts and, you know, processes are in full effect. So whatever, that's all like your defining soundtrack for who you are. Yeah, exactly. And it's like when you're really forming your tastes and music and, you know, discovering what you actually like listening to. Right. And so I think that that's like, it's, you know, like that's how it just sticks with you. It imprints on you at that age, which makes sense. That's funny how things work like that. Like everything I used to watch back then, that's what I still watch now. Yeah. <laughs> it's my comfort when I'm looking for just something to throw on. Everything I used to watch then, that 70s show, Simpsons, Family Eye, all that shit. I just re- go right back to those and it puts me in my comfort zone. Yeah, exactly. And that's probably like how the 70s were for our parents. <laughs> I would imagine so. But now they hate everything. And I can see why, because I'm starting to hate everything. Because that's like, when my parents were in their mid-30s, I noticed that they were starting to hate everything. Yep. And I was just like, why? Why? Like, why are you guys so full of hate? And now they're in their 60s, and they're just like so over-hating everything. They're just like, I'm just done. Everything sucks. I'm over it. And <laughs> I'm starting to hate everything. And I'm just like, oh, I get it. I get why they hated everything. Yeah. Oh, it's like all like the millennials now. I listen to them sit there and talk at work, and I'm just like, oh, I hate all the words that are coming out of your mouth. (laughs) It's horrible. And it's like you guys are marching up the steps of Congress, and you want to be taken seriously, and you don't understand why you're not being listened to as the voice of a generation when six weeks ago you were eating Tide Pods. Exactly. And they're like weirdo, like avocado obsession. Oh, it's strange. Mm -hmm. Strange world we live in. I'm glad we're in camp. Kids these days. <laughs> well, don't even start. Don't even start. <laughs> well, thanks for Y'all being on to talk '90s music. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. <laughs> so, if you want to, gonna last. I was kind of unprepared for this one, so you know, I should have listened to all the songs and made some notes. But <laughs> well, I mean, I kind of went through, like, looked at both of our lists, and I mean, the ones that I picked, I know. And the ones that you picked, I know, so it was a bit easy to go through because I'm like, I know all those songs. I'm just like, oh, yeah, yep. Yeah. <laughs> so if people no, want to find you, you want to give the rundown of where they can check out your stuff online? Sure, they can check me out at uh, right at our website at uh, fyfcstudios.com. They can hit me up on Twitter or Instagram at fearcastj. And uh, pop over to our FYFC YouTube channel. Check out our latest videos. And as always, thank you for having me on the show. It was always a pleasure, always a good time. And I look forward to the next one. 
Great, thanks for being on. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Little Geek Lost. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Cyanide with two N's. The extra N is for extra awesome. As well as the show feed at Little Geek Lost. And you can check out the website littlegeeklost.com for all my show info, my blogs, my podcast, anything else that I feel like posting. As well, the show is available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Leave a rating and review and I will read it on a future show. And again, thanks for tuning in. Cops coming, motherfucker, run!